And now, now, it's the Mike Kelter Show. tomorrow rodriguez says he got the boxing gym all open up oh really yeah same one or no 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 i'd love to get in there and just get punched by people yeah just get punished have him show you where it is mm-hmm. this is where it is <laughs> all right thank uh, you, you i do want to do it i box for so long by myself you know what i mean i'd love to get in there and I, I have no illusions about whether or not i could i could be a good boxer i'm terrible but i just like to do it mm-hmm. and i don't mind getting hit so it's fun, especially Matt, because he's so good. He plays with you. He just lets you, you know, right in the bread you Think you're getting it, and then yeah. just whack you in the face. Uh, Colin Quinn is making his way into the studio. I've been a fan of Colin's since uh, high school when he was on Remote Control. Yeah, and he's done so much ever since. And now he's got a series of one man shows that's been uh, super successful. And he will be appearing at Ruth Eckert Hall tonight. And I know he probably did not want to come in here today, so I can't tell you how much I appreciate him actually doing that. We got the uh, sing-along with Yalvin from Remote Control from Colin. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Colin was the first person to do that, where he'd sing a song, stop, then you have to sing the next lyric correctly. And if he did, you're right, and he was terrible at it. Yeah. Uh, Did Colin, and I may have asked him this, I don't remember, but I don't remember, seriously, did Colin ever bang any of the girls from Remote Control? Oh, Kari were. Harry War was the hot one. Yeah. Whenever so was the other her. one. The other. Uh, she did some. They were like, all pretty hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did some, like, B-movies and stuff. And Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she did anything too popular. She was hot. Um, that show had Adam Sandler. It had. Was Spade on there? No. Not that I know of. It had Sandler. It had Ben Stiller. Ken Ober. Ken Ober was the host, yeah. Which Colin loves Ken Ober and says he was so funny. I never saw any of that. I never I, saw I anything. I liked Ken Ober. I thought he was good on there. I thought he did yeah, a good job. Uh, he was uh, good on that. One of the other chicks that they had on there was not Daisy Fuentes, but it was a hot chick like her. Yeah. Yeah, they had a bunch of They went and they had that chick that used to be, uh, that looked like the chick from the the Cherry Pie video. Oh, yeah. Remember Bobby that Brown. Bobby yeah. Brown. Oh, man. Anyway, Carmen, do you know who any of these people are? No. No this clue. Is all before your time? Yes. Mm. I know Colin Quinn. Stuff. What year were you born? <laughs> 91. Hmm. Oh, man. So when I was graduating high school, you weren't even born yet. Yeah, you, no. Your dad was still locking girls in the basement. <laughs> yes. Ooh, Never did look. that. Oh, come and sit over here. Listen to me. I know, I know you don't want to be here. Not that you don't like me, but that you are tired and this is completely unnecessary for you. And no, I can't tell you how much why. I appreciate it. That's not why. Oh, I is don't. it more? What I don't like is a few things. Okay. <laughs> Grab that microphone you know so we can I hear have? you. Yes. I don't like a couple of things. One is <laughs> I should have been informed immediately. Hey, you know what, Kyle? We're kind of close to the airport. Don't drive all the way to goddamn <laughs> Clearwater, which is an hour away. <laughs> and it, look, uh, whose who's responsibility is that? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Two, um, that's really the only one. Okay. I'm sorry. Thank you so much for coming in. No, here. thank you. you kidding I, me? I appreciate I, it. I, I love seeing the house. Oh yeah, I heard there's an alligator in the backyard. There, Lou tells me Lou. 
to look for an alligator in the backyard. So I'd like to see one. Lou is a girl, even though she's got a guy's name. Lucinda. Yes. Did you know it was Lucinda? No, I didn't. Lucinda. By the way, Lucinda Williams, who I love. Yeah, she... Uh, Lou is a lady who uh, I learned from uh, the Calton Kelly podcast is a, just such a huge fan of comedy. She's just yeah, a she's lover the, of comedy. She's the greatest. Yeah, and she's the sweetest. She's the sweetest lady. She lives in Philadelphia, I believe we're in Pennsylvania somewhere. Pennsylvania up there. somewhere. She has a restaurant. Uh, and is in a wheelchair, but uh, not like a gross wheelchair. Like no, she's hot. No. Yeah, like she's she good looking. Hot. Yeah. Like you, you think wheelchair and you're like, oh, she's smell the weird smell and all that. No, she's hot. She's hot. And uh, and she drives herself in the van. Like yeah. she's the one of the most proactive people I've ever seen. And she's very funny. Yeah. You know, she's one great. time I probably one time I was at a gig and uh, and I go, uh, she's doing something. I said, yeah, because I'm my genetically I have such skinny legs. It really drives me crazy. Goes, yeah, tell me about uh, unlucky genetics. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> How you been, man? Good, good, good. I have so many things. First of all, can I tell you this? This is a little weird. We've had a lot of celebrities in this in this show. You are still one of those people that I like. Last night I was driving home and I pulled up and I said to my wife, I can't believe Colin Quinn's going to be in our garage tomorrow. Oh, my God. Colin, geez, I, we were saying this as you were coming in. I've been watching you since I was in high school in remote control. Yes. Not that we're that much uh, age difference, but you were more successful earlier. Well, on. yeah, I was I was older. I mean, I am older, but I mean, uh, yeah, you were just some little Guido in Staten Island. For 100%, yeah. Uh, not little, but <laughs> going, yeah, zero. Right. Going to Monsignor McClancy <laughs> or Curtis. <laughs> you know what, though? Staten Island was the armpit of New York until Pete Davidson and Colin yeah. Jost and yes. all that. Dude, I, we had Jost on the show a Don't couple months yourselves. ago, and it's, I is. said to Jost, it's true. Uh, him and Pete Davidson could not be more. They're the two opposites of Staten Island. Right. Pete is my neighborhood, and Colin is the kids that we never knew lived in Staten Island. Were they like Tot Tottenville or one of those neighborhoods? No, T Tottenville was where I went to. I lived in oh, New York, but Tottenville was where was I went like to school. Yeah. yeah, but uh, the, Colin lived in Toad Hill. Toad Hill. Yes. Where, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming. And then probably, I think he said in for high school, he went, like, to the city to go to right, high school. Right, right. You know, that whole Staten Island thing when they go to the city. The parents like, you will not go to school in this armpit. You no. will go into the city. Well, although Big Paul lived in uh, Toad Hill, too, when Big Colin Paul was did. born. I mean, you know, the head of the whole mob. You want to know something funny? So uh, I'll tell you where I live. He's a gentleman. Toad Hill is here. Yeah. And then below the hill is the Berry Homes projects where I lived. Oh, and my dentist office down the block was the uh, the room upstairs is where they bugged Paul in his house because wow. you can get a direct shot into Toad Hill from where they were, and that's where it was. Yeah, I, I, my whole life has been entwined with mob things. By the way, Colin oh. Jost, Grimes Hill. Oh, any of the hills. Grimes any Hill. of the hills are fine in Staten Island. We even knew they were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard Dungan Hills. Dungan Hills. Yeah, Dungan Hills is where I lived. That's yeah. like where the uh, Duncan Hills was below Toad Hill. So well, I was in the in the poor people section. He was in the rich people section. Well, I told you all my Staten Island. You know, I lived in Staten Island for nine days on Sand Lane. <laughs> nine yeah. days I on Sand Lane? It was the middle of winter. My friend lived there. I go, yeah, I'll move in. I moved in. I go, how do you do every day? We had to commute. Yeah. You had to take the ferry. It was like eight. And you had to get degrees. there from Sand Lane. From Sand Lane. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was hard. Oh, that's intense. But uh, I told you, did I ever tell you that story about the... Uh, I met this girl from Staten Island, so I was like, I go to Staten Island. I was like eighteen, nineteen, had no, had no uh, driver's license, right? But you know, I'd driven a couple of times. And my father goes, take the car. I was a nice guy. I take the car. We get hammered, drunk, drive, go to the fat Snoopy's. It was called the factory. It was, it was down by South Beach. Right. It was like on yeah. the beach. 
It was a famous rock club back then. And then I drive her home. Miracle. All the way across the house. She lived in Tottenville. Right. All the so way on the other side. 15 miles other, away. Yeah. And how many miles? 15. Wow. 12. Yeah. And I'm driving. I got to no accident. I mean, I was not a driver. I was plastered drunk. With no license. No license. We pull into the house. You a little white picket fence, Tottenville. And you just hear it. Three in the morning, I'm driving five miles an hour. Just so slow. <laughs> and you hear <laughs> I go, what's that noise? I was knocking the whole picket <laughs> fence down. The father came out. He goes, get the <laughs> He sent me. I had to sleep for three hours because the train doesn't run at night. Right. So I had to sleep at the train station for three hours oh, in the cold. So funny. Waiting for the uh, train to start up. Do you know I left a rental car waiting for the train? I, I mean, uh, and got on the train. I was doing laundry at a laundromat in Tottenville, and I went to get in my rental car, and it didn't start. And I called them, and they said, all right, we'll send somebody out. And the, an hour goes by. I'm still sitting in my car with my clean laundry. And finally, I just said, you know what? I called them back, so I'm leaving it here. And they go, well, you're abandoning it? I go, yeah. And I just left it. Never heard a word from it. I got on the train, went to the city. Never, nobody. I, I wrecked a U-Haul one time, and yeah. they, I didn't have the insurance. And they said, oh, we're gonna, this is going to come back on you. I was like, okay. Never heard anything. Never heard anything. That's why I never got that insurance now because I've got I've wrecked all these kinds of cars and nobody ever comes after me. Well, it's funny you said that because I I was in a rental car once and a truck, a big eighteen wheeler on Fifty Nine Street Bridge in Manhattan. Right beforehand, I go, boy, this guy looks like he's so close. It almost looks like he's going to ram into my car. We're going one mile an hour right. in traffic. <laughs> the same thing. And I I handed it in. Nobody, I never heard about it. No. We we rented a, a SUV in the city one time when I because I have kids now, and uh, people double park and triple park in the city. Yeah. So I'm it's driving, insane. and the guy's in my lane. I don't know what to do. So I go by, and my mirror clips his mirror, and my mirror falls off. And my oh. wife goes, "What are you going to do?" I go, "What am I going to do? I'm not going to go get it and bring it back." So I bring it back, and this fat black lady, she was so sweet, she comes out and she looks at me, and she goes. Oh, baby, where your mirror at? I go, somewhere on 34th Street. And she goes, you're going to have to pay for that. I go, probably not. I had a pretty good track record. Never heard anything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a pretty good deal, the uh, the rental cars. Uh, Colin Quinn has a show tonight at Ruth Eckert Hall, which yeah. uh, I think is going to be great. When, when, now, you've been doing stand-up forever. And how, forever. Hard, how hard is it to go into the one-man show? Like, how much more do you have to prepare? But, I mean, the one-man show is stand-up. I mean, every right. I mean, it's still stand-up. It's just thematic a little bit. But in some ways, I mean, you know, all I do is I, my, you know, my stand-up after all these years, my my one, basically I take the most boring subjects that nobody wants to hear jokes about. So I have the whole, I have the whole thing to myself. What do it's you, like, yeah. what makes you, like, what, I don't know anything about you in your free time. Like, what do you like to do? I know you turned me on to one of the worst books in the history of books. Oh, no, just. He's on Howard Stern and he says, Confederacy of Duns has changed my life. I immediately ordered it on Amazon. Read it and changed my life, too. Wasted weeks of my time. Worst book ever. Well, you can't just say, he's a you crazy. He called it the worst book instead of going, I didn't like it. It's the, the worst book ever. I, I even the got the audio book. There's no problem with the world. Is It's filled with people saying, it's the worst because I didn't like it. Instead of going, I didn't like it. That's the problem. It's fine. Okay, the book is okay. I didn't like it. Colin's the worst because he wasted all the time <laughs> of my life. Fair enough. I, and uh, you owe me like twenty three dollars from the between the right. audio book and the textbook. Now I thought if I maybe it's the reading that bores me, so I ordered the audio book, and that was even worse. Yeah, and, and I, I didn't I, imagine the audio book being in. In all in all fairness, I didn't get through a lot of it before I was like, all right, I give up. Yeah, I no, it's up. one of those yeah. books that 
it, it's, I feel like you have to read it at the right time in life, but that's how everything, everybody says that about everything. It's like, I'm like one of those people that goes, when they go, you know, I don't like, I don't like that show. They go, you got to wait for season four. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I go like three was, seasons. Uh, get me out in the first episode. I want to see a murder in the first 30 yes. seconds. I know. I started I know. watching 1923 on the plane. That was pretty good. Which one? Is that one of the Yellowstone ones? Yeah. That, is that the one with Harrison Ford? Yes. That's the good one. 1883, I didn't like. Too slow. I loved it. It was just too slow. episode of 1883, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First one, everybody gets mangled. and Oh, my God. It was good. Yeah. So it's not bad. It's just slow. Right. The 23 one, I thought was awesome, and then just kind of fell. It kind of just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, the one sexy guy chasing lions down and panthers on Africa, and then it just stopped. Well, my mistake, I was on the plane, and for some reason, it was episode three, so I just clicked. And I started watching episode. I watched the whole episode three like it was the first one. Right. I was like, boy, you really expect you to do your. <laughs> you know, like, you're supposed to kind of go along with that. I was like, all right. Thank God I watched 1883 and Yellowstone, so I know what's sort of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, you're, you're, and I realized it's episode three. I'm an idiot. <laughs> you got to have a good handle on history to jump in at three. Yeah. Oh, um, I know that. Uh, I know that. Where would you rank Bobby Kelly in the list of friends? Um, I mean, like, I don't who was really... before him? I don't really rank my friend. I have so many friends that I, I I can't rank people with that. You know what I mean? You do. I'm you, not like you guys with your best friend, <laughs> yeah. second best friend. I don't do that. Well, I'm, you know what I mean. As Bobby will be glad to tell you, I'm the mayor of New York. I have yeah. Every street I go to, I have a friend. Oh, I believe that. You know what I mean? I believe that because you seem like you just are a real humble dude. I'm and, a friendly guy, and everybody kind of knows you. You've been around so long. Everybody kind of hey, it is Colin. Well, I've been around exactly. Yeah, you know, and Bob, as Bobby will tell you, I call him often when I'm, when I'm, when I go to the local coffee shop, whatever, yeah. and nothing drives Bobby crazier than me just bantering <laughs> with whoever. Strangers, yeah, and I'm like, oh boy, crazy day today. Huh? <laughs> ah, we'll see what happens. And he just gets fuming man on the phone, but he, but I secretly think he loves it. You we, know what I mean, I love Bobby. To me, I would assume that you wouldn't like talking to people. No, I love to. Yeah. I know. I do. For some reason, and it's plagued me my whole career, people go, oh, yeah, you seem like you're really like, you like to start trouble and you're unfriendly. I'm like, what? I'm the friendliest person in the world. Yeah, I wouldn't say unfriendly, but you sometimes, like if I saw you sitting there, I'd be like, I'm not talking to Quinn. He just doesn't look like he wants to talk to me. I talk to everybody. Yeah. I love talking to people. I got a mean, I got Pete Davidson's butthole eyes, so it's a Staten Island thing. (laughs) So I feel like people automatically think I'm in a bad mood. Like yeah. Paul Servino face, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, I don't know why I why people think that about me. I think it's my voice. It it's sounds, your voice, hundred percent. Sounds irritable, you know. Right, even if you're like, "Have a nice day." I don't. It's yeah. not sincere. Yeah. I I don't uh I don't mean for you to rank it. I was just curious outside of Bobby, like who who you I hang love out Bobby. with. I mean, yeah, Bobby and uh, I mean, I love in, in in comedy. My oldest friends are those guys, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I love that tight that group is. And, Keith. All the Boston. But we're not guys. that close anymore. Well, I'm not from Boston, but I mean those. No, guys. but those Boston comedy scene guys. Keith and Bobby and well, Keith's from Philly. All right, and Voice is from Jersey. In my mind, they're all from the Bobby's same from area. Boston. Bobby yeah, Boston. one yeah, out of nine. So <laughs> good job, <laughs> Dane, <laughs> Aldo, Benny. Let's <laughs> get all the names out there. Uh, Dane was supposed to be on the show today. He was. Yes. What happened? They they his were afraid people. of things that were yeah his people dane dane's okay. His yeah. people are a little much. So. They wouldn't let him come on. They were, they were worried about. They said, um, "You start too much." Well, I did. We, Dane's been on the show a bunch of times, right. and every time he's on, I ask him a question that you probably wouldn't ask somebody, right? But I feel like that Dane will answer those questions, and he has. So, so the very first time we had him on, Steve Burns said, 
that Dane called, what's that guy's name, the manager that they all had at the time? Katz, Barry Katz. Barry Katz. And said that Steve Byrne was stealing his essence. And that sat in my heart and burnt like heartburn for right. all these years. And then the first time we had Dane on, I go, let me ask you a question. I go, you know when somebody gets famous and then you start hearing rumors about them? I go, I got a bunch of rumors I want to ask you. And he goes, okay. Yeah. I said, did you accuse another comic of stealing your essence? And he said, yes. And he goes, at the time he was. He was doing my hand movements. My, right, I went, right. Okay. And then I said, did you tell another comedian he wasn't around to wear a Boston Red Sox hat in the comedy club? And he said, oh, if Kyle, who wasn't Kyle? Kyle Cease. Kyle Cease. He goes, Kyle Cease can't take a joke. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't mention his name. I didn't say anything. And they knew exactly what we were talking about. So he's been good at, like, answering those things. So now we have a new respect for him. So last time he was on the show, I said, hey, can I ask you a qu- another real question? He goes, yeah. I go, What's like, what are you doing to your face? What's going on with your face? You got too much stuff in there. The head, head's on, look like Frankenstein. And he said, you know what? I took uh, HGH for a movie, and they didn't tell you that in addition to your muscles and everything growing, your head, your cranium enlarges and your head gets bigger. And he's like, and I went, that's like the most honest answer. Even if he's lying, that's still a great answer. Yeah, sure. And that's the kind of guest you want on the show. So this time they said no questions about the wife, which I don't care about. And uh, what was the other thing? Pre-record it. Oh, but they wanted a, no question about the wife. Or, oh, and, and his beef with Louie, which is not even his old news. So right. I was like, yeah, I don't care about any of that. And then they were like, well, can you pre-record it and can you do this? And we're like, ah, Colin Quinn's coming in. We're fine. CQ's we'll okay. coming in. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Bobby Kelly, Wohop restaurant. Hot, you know Wohop. I, I know Wohop. Bobby's obsessed with trying to go to Wohop. Trying to go? He's never it's been very there. easy. Huh. I know. You can take a cab He's there. Mott Street. But he likes to make it a ritual. You know what I mean? He, <laughs> he wants does. it to be like, we take, I take him there or you take him, you know. Uh, I'll, I'll happily take the him there. So, so this Wohop's is a good. Uh, they have two of them now. Yeah, but you only listen. Yeah, there was an upstairs and a downstairs, yeah, and, downstairs. and I've been to the upstairs. It's just not as good. No, downstairs is better. And uh, it's like Joe's Pizza. The one on Colmine is better. Yeah, it's it's weird when I so good in Staten Island mob move. The mob guys used to order Wohop from a taxi like before Uber Eats, like in the eighties. Oh. Wohop would show up, and they would have a taxi to just go pick it up and get it. That was just, I was I was very impressed with that. What's that great pizza? Pat's Joe and Pat. What's the place? It's in Toad Hill. I don't know. I didn't There's get to, a, I didn't get to eat in the good places. Place I've been gone since 89, so I don't know what's yeah, over Yeah, no, there. but it was there. Uh, it, it, it seemed to me like any pizza place in Staten Island all served the same pizza. It was all pretty good. It was all pretty good. Yeah. I, I just love the streets. Father Capadano Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Like, that's great. But how about the other end of the island had great kills. Yeah. And then fresh kills. Well, as a kid, I'd never even thought about that. These are intense names for streets. And that's where they put, they buried the bodies. Yeah. 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 I found out last night through... Uh, through Instagram, where the Yankees came from. Do you know about that? You're a history guy. The, New York name, Yankees? the name Yankees. No. The Dutch settled in New York. Right. And the Dutch had uh, slang words. One of them was Jan, and I forgot the other one. And when you put it together, it was Jan Keys. And that's where they came up with the Yankees. Wow. Isn't that something? I never knew that. Huge Yankee fan found out last night. And I'm, in my show, I actually referenced Yankee being a Dutch word in New York story, and I still didn't know where it came from. Yeah, so there you go. Shows the kind of reach. So, Jan, but the only problem with that story, which Uh-oh. would be a great story, especially for me, is you go, and Jan, which I don't know what that's supposed to mean, and you go, and the other one means something else. <laughs> if you're going to research that, <laughs> I just forgot. I just forgot. <laughs> I watched it quick last night. <laughs> something happened there then something else uh, happened something yeah. else yeah. do you know no. for, the, for the first uh 18 years of my life i thought they named staten island because do you know the story there staten Two, yeah staten island right. yeah and I, I was like oh my god that's so great and that was all lies what was 
then nobody looked at it and said, is Staten Island? Like, is that an island? And then it became Staten Island. Uh, oh, that's yeah, what they told us. That yeah. sounds like an Italian that's, joke. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, what what I mean. yeah. that's a dad joke, and I fell for it for 20 years. Well, that's what they used to call uh, Staten Island, you know? What? The Verizon Bridge. Yeah. The beginning gangplank, yeah. The beginning gangplank, for sure. So the Italians moved from Brooklyn to Staten Island, you know? Even so, when I was a kid, they were kind of doing that. Right? My family lived on Elizabeth Street, where oh, Scorsese's family yes. lived. Yes. And they, uh, the house that I grew up in when I moved out of the, the projects yeah. was a beach house. It was like five blocks away from the beach, right. which I could never swim in in my, in my teenage years because it was gross. It was cars in there. I remember you. Yeah. But, um, but they built a bungalow. It was a beach bungalow. It was like their vacation spot. And Ooh. then they moved out of the city and built another house on that property. And that's where we live. That's great. It's, isn't that weird? That's a real Italian movie. Yeah. Everybody had their little, because they used to say the Italians wanted a place for tomato plants like, yeah. in the backyard. Yeah. We had. People think when I went to summer camp, people were like, yeah, you're from New York. You don't even have trees in the city. And I'm like, trees? I got eight fig trees in my backyard. I got eight fig trees, tomatoes, apricots. Yeah. I have all these things that yeah. nobody else, uh, nobody in the neighborhood had. That's right. It was crazy. Uh, Colin Quinn is here. He's going to be at Ruth Eckert Hall tonight doing uh, doing a show. Now, is this is this more one-man show type stuff? Is this them- yeah. thematical? No. Oh. But, I mean, uh, it's not. But it's. Yeah, it deals with all the usual stuff I like talking about. Colin's great. Uh, you are you are the guy like, oh, this is something Bobby and I talk about. All women are strangely attracted to you. Bobby's wife wants to bang you, I guarantee you. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No, seriously, do you feel that? Do you feel that girls got, you, there's something about you that, that girls are very attracted to? No. I think but it's your self-confidence. Yeah, I think it, I think it's got to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a handsome guy. Oh, Lord. Yeah, you're a handsome guy, and 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 uh, and the self confidence I think goes a long way. Um, I was a seven. Now, I'm, God knows what. Um, but yeah, I think uh, confidence, girls. Good, you know, it's so funny because in in my act over the years, I used to say girls love confidence just casually in several incarnations over the course of my career. Right. And every time, girls in the crowd go, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. So all you guys listen out there. That's the most important thing is that self confidence. Have you know? met my wife? I don't think I, so. It is a pure sign of confidence will get you any girl you want. I have a hot wife and I've got nothing. You're a seven. I'm a, I'm a four falling you know fast. I mean? But that's confidence makes because people, and I get it now I, at the time because, you know, we're guys, we're like, yeah, I just like look. But when you look back, you're like, confident people keep you in a good mood. Yeah. yeah. When you're like, women think in the big picture, like, I'm going to be stuck in a house with this guy for 50 years. <laughs> right. I don't want somebody who's got t- like that negative energy who's like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like they're not thinking about the looks. They're thinking about like somebody who can wake up and be like, all right, let's do something. Take it by the balls and run with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Can we rewind it a little bit? I got questions for you. Sure. Remote control. Right. How do you get involved in that? They just do a call or somebody says you'd be good for the show. Speaking of confidence, I'll give you, it's beyond confidence. You might call it narcissistic uh, delusion, but (laughs) I'm doing comedy. I'm doing all right, but I'm not really some big, but I'm big with the comedians, but not with the uh, audiences. But but I have this voice only with cigarettes. So so I sound like like I'm I'm from Staten Island. Like you got the trach. Yeah. And then they go, hey, we want you to be the announcer on remote control. And I'm going, the announcer. Uh-huh. I don't know what I mean for the host. But they but so I was like, Yeah, I guess I'm nothing else is going on. This is all in my mind. I'm not I literally have nothing going on, but I you'd think I'm one of the I'm negotiating right. like, <laughs> just, like you don't have rent. Yeah, like a cocky idiot. And then they then so they make us read copy. So the only thing I knew about showbiz, because I'd been in 
I had done one commercial right. for Burger King, and I made four thousand dollars, wow. which was incredible. Yeah, it's a lot of money. It ran a lot of times, but still four thousand bucks, nineteen eighty seven. Right, right, that's a lot. So I'm like, so there's in, the copy will be included. I go, how much do I get paid to read these commercials? Suzuki, all the stuff. They go, nothing extra. It's part of your job. I have the worst attitude. Yeah. So I'm reading the copy. They almost, they literally almost fired me. I'm going, Suzuki. Yeah, you got to get it. Motorola with the worst attitude. So the the advertising people are calling them up going, this guy's disrespecting our products. They go, stop doing that. But I'm such so angry because I think I know, like, you are supposed, they're supposed to be paying. They're, they're not. Right, right, right. But, you know, it's part of my, but in my mind, I'm like, that's it. So what happened was all the kids watching the show love the fact, and then the girl with me starts reading it, making fun of it, too. Right. All the kids love the fact that we disrespect the breakfast. Doing they, terrible reads. They're 15, yeah. 16, so they love that we're going against the grain. Right, right. We're not trying to be, like, thirsty, like, Hey, Motorola guys, yeah. it's all good. We're like bad mouthing them, so it became hugely popular. So they let it slide. They were gonna fire me. For really? That. Yeah. And and then uh, uh, did you did the advertisers accept that they realized that they I guess getting they good. must oh, have. Yeah. So funny. But isn't that funny? Because the kids clicked with the show. One of the reasons they clicked was we didn't stop in the middle of this sarcastic show and start being sincere. Right. Right. Going hey, going the same seriously, way. the products, you know. Yeah. So I guess they like the fact that we had a bad attitude too. So, so you speak highly of Ken Ober, and I thought he was good on that show. But you say he was funny too. I didn't know Ken him. Ken Ober. Well, first of all, when you really look at running that show, being having to be a host of a show, yeah, and still having to be funny, but still having to run the show with all these these moving parts, right? He was really good at it. I mean, I when I look back, I go, even at the time, I was like. I was it was impressive, but he when he did we would do shows. He was a stand up before that. Yeah, and he was funny stand up. He was so really mostly crowd work. He was ahead of his time. He'd yeah. be big today. Yeah, yeah. Because, he'd be the Matt Rife of today. Yes, right. He was just cr- crowd work guy, and but he was so quick at crowd work. Oh, that's interesting. But he loved to. I told you the. I I, I don't know if I, to, I, mean, I know I've told Bobby this, but one of the great things about Kenny was he would um, like one time. I would keep trying to tell him, like, we've got to get serious and get stand-up, and this is not going the way we want, you know, artistically. And he goes, listen to me. I don't care. <laughs> I go, what? He goes, I'm in show business to meet girls, to get free free uh, tickets to things. They, they fly me places. I eat and I drink on their – I go to parties. It was, that's all I care about. He said it to me. It was the, one of the funniest. He's, he's living life. He was like, that's it. That's, that's what it. I'm here for. Yeah. He, didn't know, he wasn't there to, to, for the artistic integrity. Paid, yeah. You know, yet he was artistically, he was quick and creative. Right. But he was like, I don't care. And that's what I loved about him. Like, that's so funny. And he knew that early. He wasn't like trying to be like, yeah, 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 we'll get to it. He didn't pay me lip service. He goes, I don't care. <laughs> and I was laughing so hard. Uh, I remember uh, we were trying to name all the girls. Can you remember the girls? Oh, sure. I mean, you had, um, well, fir- first was Marisol. Marisol. I thought she was the hottest. What about Kari? Well, Kari was something else, man. Yeah. Yeah. Which one of those girls did you hook up with? Um, Nobody. I mean, I, I, me and Kari kissed, made out one time. Here's what I love about Kari. Uh-huh. You want to talk about a team player? One time she goes, everybody used to say we were, we were banging all right. the time. And then. Because she was all over you. Because, on TV, yeah, because yeah. she that was her that was her part, right? You know? But then I go uh, one time. I go. Everybody says 
we banged. You know, like you're trying to tell him no. She goes, you can tell him. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She was, she was great. Carry on with that. Carry, and then I saw her at Kenny's funeral. Uh-huh. And she was, you know, 41 or 42 by then. Still or looking something. good. Oh, my God. Really? No. It was insane how good she looked. It wow. was crazy. Wow. She was really cool. All those girls were really nice. You know what I mean? Like, they all had, like. Well, they knew their bit. They knew their part. So. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just, they were just cool. Like, they weren't. They had to be cool because if they weren't cool, it just it, it wouldn't have worked. Like that show was so insane. Right, life was so insane. It wasn't about like the bitchy hot girl. It was the fun girl. They were yeah, they were all hot, but they were exactly they yeah. were all. And we'd go to these crazy parties. You know what I mean? Everybody had that. Oh, must been a great life. It was, it was, the only time in life where you look at something and go, oh, behind the scenes, not like it was like that. Was, yeah, 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 we were friends with. It was like a movable party because I tell people all the time, like at that time. Every place MTV went, we weren't going for a serious, in-depth study. Right. We were going, and the party was waiting for us. Yeah. When MTV gets here, we're going to start the party. So it didn't matter if you were in the smallest town or the biggest city. Everybody there was young kids that wanted to party. Yeah, yeah. So it was Wait, How fun. old were you at the time? 20s? 28, 29. <laughs> how great is that? It was great. Yeah. Uh, Marisol, Kari. And then uh, Bobby, Susan. Oh, Susan, I don't remember. No, Bobby Brown, you mean? Yeah. I knew Bobby Brown. I actually lived in a building at around right around the end of MTV with Bobby Brown, you know, for uh, Cherry Pie, Cherry Pie Ch- yeah. Katie Lane. Bobby Brown, who I knew very well, and all, and Aaron Everly, who was Axel's girlfriend. Yeah. And or Slash's girlfriend is called Megan, who was also amazing. And I, I was there with like. Did you and all the hot bras? <laughs> oh, me and all the. And literally, Axel, at the height of his fame, it's like 1990, and he'd be going, Colin, what's Aaron doing right now? She won't talk to me. <laughs> go, She's doing laundry, but I'll tell her you call. <laughs> call me to ask. Like, Insecure Axel Rose was calling uh, you Axel, for updates on his hey, girlfriend? Well, he was such a down-to-earth guy. He was an Indiana guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was his girlfriend. No, he wasn't insecure. Yeah. She was, they were fighting or something. At That's the time. so funny. No, he was just like, hey, listen. Yeah. He, was, he was a cool guy. He was like a real... Like, this is the height of his fame, but he's like a real down to earth guy. Right, like, right, right. You're talking to him, and you're like, in a million years, I would have never guessed Axl Rose was a down to earth guy. Like, Slash, especially at that time. Really, that's crazy. Right? He was like, yeah. he was this controversial. Like, he was a he was a good dude. He was like a solid guy. You know, that's so funny. So forget the girls, and they then you have like the first time I ever saw Sandler was on that show. Yeah, Stud Boy. Yeah, uh, Canteen 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 guy. Can't right? Oh, oh yeah, Leary. That yeah, was the other one I forgot. And Leary. Well, Canteen, I mean, I knew the both of them before that. Yeah. You know, we were all friends. Everybody knew each other. But Sandler came in with those characters. You want to talk about ahead of its time. Those characters were, like, so, like, mocking doing characters. Yeah. yeah Canteen but Boy was... Uh, Canteen Boy was idiotic. Yeah. And then he did this other boy <laughs> called Bossy Boy. He was just making up these stupid characters. <laughs> Bossy Boy. He got so... He got makeup to put... Like orange dots on his face, like he had freckles on right. acne. I'm not sure. And he just walk him with a fast food uniform and just start being an asshole. <laughs> just yelling at everybody. <laughs> Boys, uh, hey, he had to be young too. He had to be. Some he was really. Kid, right? He was 19 or 20. And was Stiller on there? I remember seeing Stiller. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, Stiller and and Leary did like a Starsky and Hutch thing, didn't they? Oh, no, no, no. Who is no. that? Stiller did, like, this whole U2 thing, which was very funny. Okay. But that was at MTV. He was he did a lot of MTV stuff with us. Yeah, I remember. Before. But, I mean, um, yeah, no, it was, uh, 
was Larry. Oh. Larry is funny. That's my, that's my, uh, my brother. We would just fight all the time. My yeah. cousin. We were just getting fights on the show and just start fighting each other. Oh, I love Larry. Yeah, I think he's, he's Didn't great. Didn't he do a uh, Keith Richards character or something on there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Keith Richards and Andy Warhol. Yeah. Oh, that's so it was funny. Andy Warhol. That's so funny. Remote <laughs> Larry's control. the guy. I'm yeah. surprised they didn't try to do that more. They didn't try to bring it back. Or maybe they didn't. I didn't notice. Um, I don't think they did. Yeah. yeah. Well, because... Because it was groundbreaking at the time, but then every show was like it. Yeah, so if it true. came out now, it wouldn't have been the same. Yeah. But every show tried to be ironic after that. But like the reason it was so entertaining was not only that was a great idea for a show with all these, but also me and Kenny were so disrespectful of the process. Yeah. Because we were like, we shouldn't be doing this. We're comedian, you know, so that it made it work. Yeah. yeah like yeah. it hit with kids because we really. We're not trying to be sincere for one second. Well, it and was, kids loved it. Right? It was groundbreaking. You guys it really was. Yeah, yeah, we really did. I high mean, school kids like that ironic, like we don't give a damn because we yeah. didn't give a damn. You were when you did sing along with Colin, and it was so awful. Yeah, and I just thought that nobody did awful. You know, nobody. Right. Yeah, and to see you do that, I was like, this guy is—he gets it, man. That's funny. Totally awful, and the commercial reads were awful. And Kenny would just be the host, but he, but he'd be the host. That's why I always say Kenny was so good. He'd be the host. Yes. He could be a straight guy. He did he could it both, be... but he'd also be making fun of it the whole time. Right, right, right. That was, like, hard, you know? That's so funny. I, I was a huge stand-up fan at that age. Uh, I used to tape Letterman at night so I could watch it the next day. And do you remember Bill Boggs? Yeah, Bill, of course. Bill Boggs had I was that... on Night Flight. Oh, were you really? Oh, yeah. That was the first time I ever saw Saget. And yes. I watched that a thousand times i could still today remember he did songs with i remember the words to the songs mm-hmm. sat i mean I, it was really at the time you were getting joan rivers you were getting buddy hackett you were getting all these big time and then eddie murphy yes. but it was shows like that that brought out the real comedians and night you got flight, to see this guy, night flight yeah yeah i remember that yeah it was that great was my first show and what did you did you do caroline's what did you host i hosted caroline's after mtv yeah yeah, yeah. then that's another thing once those shows got on tv you got to really see some of the great comics when i was a kid the only I didn't know about comedy clubs except for Dangerfields because right. everybody went there on their prom. That was the right. thing you go to Dangerfields. That's, that's right. And uh, and I didn't even get to do that because Dangerfields, I guess, was uh, on the tail end at that time. And we found a couple of bars that would actually service alcohol, so we were good there. Yeah, you went to Grandpa's instead. Grandpa's. Grandpa's opened the year that I moved in '89. It did, yeah. So uh, and I remember my father called me up one day. My father goes. I went to Grandpa's to go see a comedian. I don't even know who it was. And they got up there and they said, ladies and gentlemen, this guy is not here tonight. Please welcome Andrew Dice Clay in 89. Wow. My dad was through the roof. That was his hero. Everybody Especially loved in Dice. He was on top oh, of man. the world. And, and imagine seeing Dice in a small club like that, working on material. Oh, that at, that time, at that time? That's insane. I, I, Dice bugs me because he's so in the happy where he is right now that we can't get him to come on the show. He doesn't want to get up early. He's like an old grandfather now. But the thing I want to talk to Dice about the most is the day the laughter died was the, I, I don't know if a lot of people know that, that, that he had a double album of some of the most horrible, horrible, uh, and I mean horrible, like not, it was very funny, but it was people walking out of his show. He was so ahead of his time. And right. it was groundbreaking because people can do that after Dice got in trouble for it. He was right. the first one to go in, do all these bad things, and then make it easy for other people to do that. Sure. And I remember, I still remember him on stage. He had like a bandana. 
right around his, around his head at the time. Did he? I don't even remember. Oh, like, like one of those big ones. And he goes, in the middle of the special, he just looks at these two guys up front like this. And he goes, look at these two jerk offs. <laughs> and they go, what? they go, we love you, Dice. He goes, we love you, Dice. <laughs> Check-offs. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, Colin Quinn I, is here. The, best, yeah. the, the quintessential Dice joke. Every joke should have been like this. This is Dice to the core. Yeah. When he goes, I'm hammering away at this girl, mm. banging away. And then she goes, she turns her head. She goes, Dice, what are you, what's, what's the hurry? What are you going to bust to catch? <laughs> no, you do. <laughs> 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 he just he was so he was so funny man he just he had funny. this stuff was so insane um you said one of the best insults to me ever one time on the podcast i asked you if you watch what was the name of the godfather show that they the did offer. Miles tell the offer i go colin you watching the oh, offer yeah. yet and you go no and nothing's worse than watching a show about the godfather with the guy from staten island <laughs> <laughs> you're so annoying hey look there's this this that. oh yeah <laughs> well it's all shot there it was i know I, 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 I ended up watching the offer by the way did you like it yeah i, uh, <laughs> it wasn't I, I regret that i liked it but yeah I, I thought it was great man I, I mean i love that movie i'm so like everybody else obsessed with those movies to see that stuff was was awesome but the problem was al ruddy like because he made it, right? So anytime you make anything about anybody, anybody's memory, it's always like, and Al Ruddy was the point man on it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's sitting down having dinner with Joe Colombo. <laughs> I mean, maybe he did, but I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to, you know. I didn't know the Joe Colombo stuff, and uh, I had to go first check with my dad. I go, is this really? Oh yeah, and then I went and found it all on YouTube. But here's what's weird about that show: so they kept showing the Paramount Gates, yeah, right. The whole show they keep showing Paramount Gates, so the whole reason why they let them Columbo's why they wanted to deal with them was because some guys who apparently weren't mob connected but thought they were mob when the godfather when they said they were making the movie blew up the paramount gates oh really right before all right at the beginning of all that after the godfather was announced to be a movie that's the first thing that happened oh I and to not that. put that in yeah. the show was insane to me why i wonder why they that... kept showing the gates i was like oh yeah it's here it comes they, yeah isn't that weird? That is very weird. I mean, that was a well-known. It was. I, I didn't. I didn't even know that. Yeah. No, that's incredible. That's man. what started the whole thing. Where they're like, we better deal with the mob. These guys are serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They blew up the Paramount Gates. Holy cow! I didn't. Now I got to go look that up. Too. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. That house, Toad Hill. Toad Hill. Toad Hill. <laughs> By the way, the other house, I ripped my Achilles. I was working on a Sandler movie, and they're playing basketball, and they go. You gonna play? It was getting dark. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. And Sandler goes, You don't have to play if you don't want to. I was like, No, no, I want to. I had sneakers, but I was tired. I play. I pop my Achilles. Uh. But where we're shooting is the house where Jack Waltz wakes up with a horse's head in the bed. Oh, and that you're mansion. in California. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's still it looks exactly the same. Yeah, I've seen. I when I went there when I was a kid when they do one of those studio one of those neighbor tours or whatever it is. Yeah, and the guy that owned it at the time, he sold it since. He had six guys in black suits, who, you know, obviously carrying like heavy artillery. Right. That were bodyguards. <laughs> it's it. a big property. Yeah. Like there's trees, like, and it's right off Sunset Boulevard. Now you would never see a house like that that close to Sunset right, Boulevard. Right, right. It's right off it. What are you doing? What movie did you do there? Um, I can't. That's why I want to have so many I, movies. I can't remember which one. I can't remember. It was one of Sandler's movies, but it was, uh, I can't remember the name of it. But were you, were some you little in? Part. I was in some big part. 
Were you in the movie, I think I remember this, with the Fat Boys? Uh, no, not the Fat Boys. No, was that? I or, was in Who's the Man. Who's the Man? All that, the other rappers were in that. Maybe the Fat Boys. I don't think the Fat Boys were in it, but everybody else was in it. That's right. Everybody was in that one. They were uh, all in there. Here's in the new school. The, yeah, all those guys. All those uh, guys from the early days, Buster Rhymes and, you know, uh, Wu-Tang. Before that's, they my, were, that's my wife's Wu-Tang, yeah. music. Yeah. Buster Rhymes and Wu-Tang. Yeah, yeah. New school. No, they were all in that movie, yeah. Uh, Colin Quinn is here. He's going to be at Ruth Eckert Hall tonight. You can get tickets at RuthEckertHall.com. If there's any left, uh, you can check it out there and go see him. I, I, I say this when I meant this earlier about you coming here today. I thought back, and I think I told you this before, but I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm sure I did, but the the uh, first time you had after MTV, I mean, after Remote Control, you had the Colin Quinn talk show. Uh, on MTV? On MTV. Oh, it was yeah, just this... you in a black background. Yes. It was fantastic. Oh. <laughs> the, and then you would let people call in to the show. Yeah. And I had to go to a payphone to try and call in because my mother didn't have long distance on the phone. And I was trying to call into the show because you had uh, Jimmy Burke on. Yes. Who, who worked, his mother worked with my mother in the travel agency in Staten Island. So I'm watching Colin, and there's a guy I know who's on, who is an actor, who I think he was in the in, in Disorderlies in one of those movies. Yeah, no, he, he was in Who's the Man, too. Who's the Jim Man, Burke, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, I know this guy. I got to call in. I gotta, and I'm at the payphone trying to dial my little fat fingers frantically to get through. Meanwhile, the best was the guy, this Hispanic guy gets through. And I don't know if it's real or not, but he's like, hey, Colin, this, that, and the other thing. And this guy, you want to talk about confidence, this guy. And then you're, like, laughing, and you're into the call, and the guy goes, hey, Colin, I got to go. The Domino's guy's here. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, now, as I got older, I thought, maybe these are uh, maybe these are fake calls. I don't know. Um, I don't remember that call. I don't yeah. remember the guy's call, but I, of course I remember the show with Jimmy Burke. Jimmy Burke. And, I, and, I, and then one day I asked you, I'm like, how do you know Jimmy Burke? And you're like, yeah, he used to roller skate and play softball in Central Park all the time. All the time. Yeah. And then they gave me another show on MTV that was also a failure. Was up, <laughs> and it was a it was a sports show. And one time, Charles Barkley canceled on us at the last minute because uh-huh. I'd done the thing with Charles Barkley. It was really funny, so we, he cancels. So my cousin comes in, Brendan from Bay Ridge, right? And we're talking. And I just we're bouncing a basketball back and forth. I go, so Charles. He goes, yeah, yeah. I go, how's uh, Philadelphia? Oh, I love Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia's fantastic. Liberty Valley got everything over there. It's fantastic. And he just answered all the questions. <laughs> As Charles Barkley. <laughs> So is your whole family funny? No, but a lot of them are funny. Like I always like I had this and he's like, Oh, I love your show, it's so funny. My brother's funnier than I am. My uh all my friends from Staten Island are hilarious. Like they all make me laugh. I I, I feel like that's just the thing. Yeah, well I feel like when I'm at family get togethers, everybody is kind of is they always have something funny to say that you're like, Yeah, these people are really funny. Yeah. You're right. You I know where you get it from, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's so but funny. my mother was so funny because she would go, I'm not funny. <laughs> like, she was somebody, and would people try to be funny in front of her, except for me. Right. When somebody would try to be, like, funny to her, she'd just stare at, stare at them. <laughs> and that was, because she wasn't be funny. Funnier, yeah. But she knew she wasn't funny. Right. She was, I'm not funny. <laughs> so, if I don't laugh at you, and she was trying to tell them, you're not funny either. <laughs> so, stop trying to make me laugh. Carmen, uh, just hold off. We'll probably be a little late today, so I'll let you know when we're done, okay? Okay. All right, so... Um, uh, wasn't that? Oh, my grandmother. Yeah. I used to call my grandmother on the air, like give her Howard when he called his mother. Yes. The, uh, but I call my grandmother not to, to copy that, but she was the most genuine, 
person. Like if I call yes. my mother, my mother would be like, oh, we're on the radio. And my dad gets into this, hey, what's up? We're on the radio. You know, I don't want character. I want no, the real. Just so I call my grandma and I'd be like, Graham, I was just thinking about this the other day. Out of all the cousins I have and all the people in the family, who's gay? Because one of us by just statistics has to be gay. And she would get so mad. She'd be like, Michael, why would you ask me this on the radio? And she'd be legitimately mad at me. And there is nothing better than that. No. There is nothing better than real family stuff. It's real stuff like that. So that's why when, like, the really good actors, they're so funny because they're not doing. Right. Like, they would say acting is not acting, which is, like, such a weird contradiction. But the real good ones cut through trying to be anything. Right. And they're just... They just get into that organic moment. Yeah. That doesn't happen all the time. And then when they become big, they get less and less. But that real moment, people used to always say Robert Duvall was like the one guy where you're like, this guy's not out. You couldn't catch him yeah. out. And that's what they're trying to get to that space where your grandmother, you didn't say shout out. Whatever people said in those right. days. Instead of shout out. <laughs> yeah, before yeah, the yeah. term shout out existed. Like, hey. Yeah, that's so funny. You throw me a thing. Something. You, Guns N' Roses, Bon Jovi, Sam Kinison. That must have been the best time ever. Yeah, I mean, it was the best. Sam Kennison was a, uh, you know, I mean, I was so funny. I mean, I loved Sam Kennison because just because he was so funny. I yeah. didn't even know him that well, but he was, uh, he was, yeah, that's still a mystery to me. Like, what you know what it was? They said he didn't play the game, and I feel like that was what messed him up. Like, they wanted him to be in this, they wanted him and Roseanne to be in this movie about a caveman and his wife, or or an igloo guy, whatever right. those, you know, an ice man, and he just he turned it down, or she turned. They both were like just too hard. Yeah, they were comedians, so they're like, you know, we'll do what we want. We'll tell you what's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it worked out for Roseanne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let me tell you, we didn't even get to talk about it. I had so many questions. I'll save it for next time, Saturday Night Live. You know, the first time I had you on the air was on sports radio doing a talk show, and um, you, we called, we had you on. We called Comedy Central. And we booked you through Comedy Central. And I asked you, I go, hey, I went to Saturday Night Live one time. And uh, when you were doing the news, and there was a girl who was like a stage manager or something. And she had black hair and big boobs. And she was shot. And you were like, oh, yeah, that's Jen. I don't know, I don't know if that was her yes. name. But she was so hot. And, and, and you go, if I ever thought there'd be a day where I'd be talking about the boobs on the girl from Saturday Night Live. I, I just, I watched her. She was smoking hot, and she was running around. She kept coming over to you, and I was like, one day I'm going to have Quinn on the air, and I'm going to ask him about this girl. Well, not only was she beautiful, yeah. but she was, her first job where I met her was remote control. Oh, she was on remote control, too. And then when she got on SNL, I was like, oh, my oh, God, that's Jenna, so funny. I can't believe it. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, Jenna, she's beautiful, yeah. Um, We talked about this earlier this morning. Lauren Michaels, I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. I met him once or twice. Lauren, yeah. Burt Kreischer. We were talking about Nate Bargetti and what a big rating they had with having him on the show. Did this they have weekend. a big rating? Yeah. 4.9 million wow. people watched. Did yeah. you watch the show by any chance? I watched the monologue and a couple of the sketches. So I would say that That's uh, the show. no no offense to Saturday Night Live. You watched the Saturday Night Live a whole hour and a half. Yeah. You had three good things that you take away from the show. Right. Uh, most of it, I think, is Colin Jost and Michael Che. Yes. Um, this one, I would say, probably had eight out of ten that were the, the sketches were funny. Yeah. The the monologue was great. Uh, the musical guest was Foo Fighter. Like there was nothing the that could go wrong. Song on the that show. they did, the that country, yeah. by the lake was good. Right. Everything they did on this show, there was maybe two flunkers. The rest of it was awesome. And we were saying this morning that uh, with Nate selling out arenas and all that, Bert is ahead of Nate. Yeah, he's got a movie. He's selling out stadiums. Yes. He's doing all this stuff. But 
would Bert ever make it as a host on Saturday Night Live, or is Lauren Michaels look at a guy like takes his shirt off and goes, ah, he's got like a gimmick. You know what I mean? Um, no, I, I, I don't. I think he would do it. I yeah. mean, what do I know? I haven't seen Lauren Michaels. I know. I'm just trying years. to think of the but mentality saying, of the show. I'm saying I think they would want to book. have that size yes. of a, a crowd. Yeah, and Bert would be great on the show. We just got off the Bert cruise. Three you 000, did three thousand people who just worship Bert, and it was he's the new Jimmy Buffett. Is what he is. Yes, he's he yes. has it, they're because they're all just lovely people who want to drink and have a good time. They're yeah. not as obnoxious as you think they would be. They want to wear dumb shirts and speedos and drink their faces off. That's great. And listen to good music. And you on the cruise is great. I was on the cruise in my Michael Corleone room. I had three bedrooms in my cabin. And me and Bert had the same room next to each other. And I was like, I'm not leaving this room. I'm not going out there with those peasants. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm right. going to watch yeah. them from my tower, and that's all I'm doing. But that's great. It was great. We had a yeah, ball. No, we had Bro a ball. Bro be a great host. I think so. And then, but Alvin pointed out he's, he's going to break down laughing in every sketch. Every he's, sketch. Yeah, every sketch. That would be annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, I love you, man. I'm so I'm so happy you came in here. Oh, this means a lot to me, man. Me. Ruth right. Eckert Hall tonight. Go to RuthEckerHall.com to get tickets to go see the great Colin Quinn. We got to go because now we're super late. Carmen, thank you. No problem. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Check us on Instagram at the Mike Calta Show, and tomorrow at ten o'clock. Tickets for the Calta Christmas Extravaganza go yes. on What? With yeah. the lovely Lynn Coplets. What? You can't go wrong with that. She's a le- She's the best. Oh, my gosh. She has told more of you guys to shut your face in the studio than so ever. Doesn't, not afraid of anybody. She's the best. She's really fun. Have a great day. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Goodbye. The people will survive. Mike Kelta Show on 102.5 The Bone. I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a... Oh, I'm, I'm a fool. I'm an old, fat, stupid fool. That's why. What's really going on in your life? Let's shoot Uma in the vagina. Mike, why are you doing this? Cal, um, I have to go. Oh, yeah. Faux shiz, faux shiz. Genuine. What's up, homie? Bushy, bushy, bushy. Bye. Bye. Shoot that thing, fat baby. The shot Go smash your fruit in the hall. I cried a little bit. You call me a monkey. <laughs> You're funny. I love you, Spanish. Oh. Check your panties. Come down for moose soup after. I don't even know how do I uh, make something funny. I don't even. Can you? Can you? Can you hear that whistle? Next yeah, time you lose, you lose. Fatty McFat Fat. Show daddy your mean face. Ooh, so scared, chubby wubby. Genius! That's it. It's over. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to the Mike Caltus Show. Now, a bone traffic update from the Fair. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.